Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, welcome to Red Band News. It's Wednesday, the 4th of December. I'm Ross Charlie. This is Mr. Chris Pajak. We're here to bring you the latest Liverpool news and the build up to the Merseyside derby tonight, aren't we, Chris? Uh, this is brought in association with you with uh, Red Men TV today. Uh, your Christmas jumpers, uh, some delightful choices up on offer. Uh, this one is a bit of a favourite, this one, isn't it, Chris? Uh, Divica Rigi. Uh, and it paid a little tribute to a little tiny dinosaur there. Who might that be, Chris? I don't know. Jordan Pickford. Thank you very much. A oh. uh, couple more designs. He's got little arms. Yeah. Uh, three Kings, one with, with Mo, Sadio and Bobby on there. Lovely. Also available in grey, that one. Love uh, this one. Six, yeah. European Cup, European Champions. Just remind everyone at Christmas that we're European Champions. Well, why wouldn't you go Is and do that? Is everyone else's favourite number six now as well? Yeah. Yeah. Including okay. Messi as well. Um, less about that. Uh, delivery dates, go to the pin post. Uh, if you haven't got time to do this now on, on our Twitter uh, page, this is all on there. Um, you need to order by certain times, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, but we ship worldwide. You've got until Monday the 16th at 9 a.m. Uh, if you're in the UK, everyone else, go and check that out. Um, but as we mentioned, we're going to talk Merseyside Derby, Chris. Uh, how are you feeling tonight before I start this? Very nervous. Oh, the yeah. Derby Damn. belly on mm. the go, like, as I always do, because. You know what it's like, right? And I and I don't know this. I am just assuming that this is what it's like. Has anybody played Guitar Hero? Yeah. Right. When you get up to a mad streak, yeah. And the pressure starts getting to you even more because you know how much of an amazing streak you're on. Yeah. And the the pressure to keep going and extend that streak just becomes all consuming. You don't want that bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what Liverpool are on with Everton right now at Anfield. Or just anywhere, to be yeah. honest with you. We're banging in the middle of a Led Zeppelin solo, aren't we? Exactly, that's <laughs> it. Like, and we've, you know, we've not messed up since 1999. <laughs> and the pressures are just crippling me every single time we play them on Anfield. I really want to play Guitar Hero now. <laughs> anyway, team news. Uh, Adjan will, of course, be in goal after Alisson was sent off against Brighton. He missed that game. should be back for Bournemouth. Uh, some other details that we kind of already know. Klopp spoken his pre-match press yesterday. Um, I was saying John Matic will remain sideline with a knee issue. While Fabinho, Ankle and Daniel Klein... Nathaniel kind of going to be a bit nervous to all side line, but apart from that, everyone else is fit, which is only a good thing, isn't it, Chris? Coming to you know this this period of rotation, the cliche of form goes out the window, but I still think you need to go full strength for this tonight. Yeah, you do, and there'll be there'll be rotation. Don't get me wrong, but generally speaking, I think probably maybe eight of the players, nine of the players will be what you would consider our first choice eleven at this moment in time. I think there's question marks whether Jordan Henderson is going to play in this game. Um, whether Alex Oxley-Chamberlain is going to play in this game. I think Jeannie Wijnaldum will do. 
I think I was reading something that Jordan Anderson hasn't played like the weekend Wednesday game for like over a year now for us. He tends to just play once a week for us. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's done it a couple of times and got injured off the back of one of those midweek games. Um, so, so and he does like to rotate that midfield, doesn't he, Ross? Yeah, it's a bit. It's a different dynamic now, though, because you're saying Henderson doesn't play Saturday, Wednesday, but you've got Fabinho to fill in for nowadays. That that changes things completely. The other thing I was going to ask you about, actually, and let us know in the comments below as well, is, is Mo Salah. Like, there's loads of calls for him to have a rest, and like you know, he's been off form or. I think I think I think I called him like a bit predictable last week. Or you know, you know, he gets marked out of the game quite a lot. Can, you can afford to to rest him or rotate. And the amount of football that he plays as well, by the way, which is a phenomenal amount of football that he plays. Do you do you leave him out for this one and bring someone fresh off the sidelines, or no. can you just take a rest? No, I keep playing him until he scores loads and yeah. loads of goals for me. You know, I mean, I, I've been quite vocal for the last couple of weeks that I don't think he's in very good form, but he just adds so much to you and quite, and and he will just scare the living daylights out of Everton whether he's in form, whether he's not in form, whatever, and it will hopefully free up a little bit of space for Sadio Mane. Going back to your Fabinho point, I think that's right. I think Cop might have to play Jordan Henderson in the six, and he's probably not doing as much running in the eight as he is in the six anyway. So he's maybe able to go a little bit further, a little bit longer, maybe play those two games a week. But I'd be really shocked if Lalana played the six tonight. Um, you know, so so for me, it's probably the midfield three that played at the weekend. It's probably Henderson at the base with Wijnaldum and probably Alex Oxley Chamberlain. But serious question marks over whether Ox and Hendo can play those two games because they're probably going to play the mid at the weekend game as well. Yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah, um, it's almost counterintuitive. Sorry if you if you drop Mo Salah, isn't it? For someone who's not in form, you can't get him back in form if he's not playing, can you? Yeah, and would be fucking stupid. I don't think he's in form anyway. No. And I think and, and Shaqiri certainly hasn't played much football, if any. No. Um, so are you going to drop into this one? Is is this the game for Brewster to finally come in and uh, and, and warrant all the talk? Probably not. No. Um, so yeah, really, we, our hands are tied on this one. I think. Yeah. I think that the, the the team will be the team. We'll wait till we go four 0 up and then we'll bring them on, won't we? Kaita's uh, an interesting one, though, isn't he? Would you would who? you start Kaita? See, I don't it's know. Big games to put him into, isn't it? They're all big games. You don't know what you're getting with him. You don't know quantity, isn't he? But then he needs to play at some point, and also, also Everton is seventeenth. So I mean, if he doesn't come in at home at a home game, but it's what the Lallana stuff. Is it safer to play Lallana in the six at home to Everton than it is to play him away to Bournemouth? Mm. I, you know, if if Naby's going to start, I think you move Wijnaldum into the six. Yeah, and you probably play Henderson in the eight, mm -hmm. and you probably be Kaiser on the left hand side. But then the options there for James Milner. Mm -hmm. Could James Milner play in this game? It's almost like we should have a show for this. It's mad, isn't it? Like <laughs> maybe some kind of start eleven, yeah, a, a build-up show yeah. or something. But on a slow news day when you got the derby, yeah. Who, who would you actually start? The team, the full team. Well, Adrian. Yes, yeah. this is the only option. Trent, Lovren, Van Dijk, Robbo. Hmm. Put Chambo in there, Hendo Genie Chambo. Hendo Genie Chambo, okay. Mm. I played Milner at the weekend. Okay. Front three. Front three. I think I would probably go <whistles> Hendo at the base, Ox and Milner for this one. Yeah. Yeah, Milner's got that grit, hasn't he? Hang on a minute. I've just dropped Wijnaldum. I'm not dropping Wijnaldum. Ah, yeah. Hendo at the base, yeah. Ox and Wijnaldum. Yeah. Mm. Let us know your starting 11s below. And if you want all that build up stuff, go over to the website. So we've got one set to match build up, starting 11 prediction. Paul sat down with Toffee TV yesterday, which is really good. Some written content over there and in podcast form. And it's all free over on the website. So go over there and fill your boots. But of course, you have come here from some hot Sancho chat. Um, Top again was asking about it in his pre match press yesterday. And he's not ruled it out, which is 
weird by his standards because he always goes, no, I'm not talking about it or it's not happening. But he actually said, he's a very good player, but there's nothing I can say about it. I know how it sounds, but I cannot change that. There's nothing to say about it, which means there's absolutely nothing to say about it. He said a lot for saying nothing. A lot of, a lot of words. All, he hasn't ruled it out, but he hasn't said but it. But he normally there. rules it out, doesn't he? Because, no, I'm not talking about transfers or it's not happening. There was also quotes saying that Liverpool are ready to play, to buy someone if someone comes available that they want. Well, that's was my question for you. Do you think this is a case where if Sancho isn't happy and he becomes available, Liverpool are reactionary to the market? Right, and like they have done before, you know, Van Dijk's out there, there's someone we can go and get. And also it adds to the fact that, you know, towards the end of the season, if you're pushing for a Premier League title, if you can bring Sancho in now, that's dead helpful to the front three. Yeah, I guess so. Who's going to turn down Jadon Sancho? He's boss. But is he going to be? Is he going to be ready to help us out? Is it one of those positions where you can come in and you showcase your skills, and it doesn't really matter because Liverpool defenders are a team for me. And yeah. you know, is he going to be ready February, March time? Could that be a good time for someone to come in? Those fresh legs. Will Sadio Mane? Will Mo Salah be even more tired because of the games that they'll have played by that point of the season? For me, it's a no-brainer. If he's available, go and get him at the earliest opportunity, yeah. and and you don't, you still don't have to play him, but it might be an option off the bench or later on in the season, a little bit down the line. I mean, if he's available, yeah. I, I think if you've got the money, there's, there's a case where he might push those front three to something else because currently, I've said this a few times, Origi isn't pushing them. Is he? They know they're starting every game pretty much because well, Chamberlain doesn't play out left, he doesn't do it. Katie's been out there, Shakiri's disappeared for months. So you've got someone else who's like kind of treading on their toes. Can they go to another level after that? It would be worth paying for, wouldn't it? Um, anyway, moving on to some... I don't know how to describe this. Sad, embarrassing, pathetic is I think it's what I, call, what, I called it, what I called it in the street last night. So you will have seen this everywhere. Uh, but ex-Man City player, Trevor Sinclair, apologised uh, and deleted a tweet that caused outrage last night. Uh, City won 4-1, I think, last night. Um, and his rational response in his head was to say, Bin Dippers, we're coming for you. Um, it was up there for a few hours. It got quote tweeted by a lot of people, a lot of journalists, uh, who were rightly pissed off. Uh, this has since come out that he's even made an apology, uh, which is on your screens now. It says, to any fan that was offended by what I wrote last night, I apologise uh, in the American spelling. Uh, it was a throwaway line regarding the closed gap. <laughs> it wasn't my intention to offend anyone, especially from a social stance. I'm a working class lad. I understand how it's been taken. Sorry with the peace sign. It's since come out since then that he's, he was on... Talk sport this morning, and he's donated his show fee to a homeless centre in Liverpool. But to me, it, I, I just summed up how I put it last night when I quote tweeted it and just said it's pathetic, embarrassing, and sad the fact that a that he's that he said it, not retracted, and he replied to one of the responses and said, "Calm down, you're eight point, you're still eight points clear or something with the, with the shit emoji." I think you're a grown man, you're a professional footballer, you're in the media spotlight. And at what point is is that funny at all? And then the, the apology feels like a non-apology to me that he shits himself about his image and his work, and he's got to, got to go and do that. This is the, I think the Neil Jones did it this morning. It's brilliant. It's like tweet something like like he's been told to go and say that. Yeah, um, I think it's ridiculous that he said it. And and the the problem is, it's that yes, he's wrong for saying it. Yes, he's good for apologising. But the fact of the matter for me is that this is what football has become in this country, this banter shite that everyone talks about, it's pathetic. Yeah. It's all pathetic. It's not so, It's just as pathetic when someone who, who's not in the media does it. I'm no more or less pissed off that it's someone with, with but, like him. But he'll have a following and then people will, will follow him will think that that's okay. But where's it come from in the first instance? Yeah. It's come from every single fan base that comes to, the, uh, comes to Anfield. 
they all do it. Yeah. And, we're, and, and we're all implicit in this. It's, you know, it might not be now, Liverpool fans aren't, aren't singing it or anything like that, but it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, what's he actually said there? When you, when you look at it and you say, all right, bin dippers, we're coming for you. Which one of our 18 squad member players are, are bin dippers? I mean, you're not even talking about the football team because they're all on millions of pounds a year. You're actually talking about the people who come from Liverpool. Otherwise, you'd have said, you know, the Liverpool team. Yeah. But he's not. He's talking about the entire fucking city. Why is he talking about the entire city? Yeah. Why? I, I, don't, I just don't this, understand it. I said that to this morning outside. Where's the connection there between... But you just said it there yourself that the football there of going like Liverpool, we were just beating Burnley, right? You could have, you just chosen anything to say at that point, and he's chosen that. Typed it out, thought it's okay, and sent it. What? Just we're coming for you. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Why? Why do you have to be offensive in it? Yeah. In any way, shape, or form, the message is still the message. But you've just you've made yourself look like an absolute tit. To yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. And as a, a comparison, which ties in quite nicely, uh, you just mentioned some Liverpool players there. Uh, on the flip side, 21-year-old Trent Alexander-Arnold, not a fully grown man who's been experienced in football professional for years, uh, he's helping out at the food banks. Um, <laughs> the, the comparison's staggering, isn't it, Chris? It is. And listen, I'm really proud of what the Liverpool players and the Liverpool team and, and Liverpool, the football club have done over the last few years with helping out. Obviously, Andy Robertson went and visited the food banks last year and we know they've got, um, we know Peter Moore helps them out regularly. In fact, I think he donated their food bank van to them um, from the Peter Moore Foundation and stuff. And there's so many people in and around Liverpool who work so hard, tirelessly uh, to help out the situation because we know that, you know, with universal credit and the rollout of that, that, you know, 47% more people People are using food banks at the moment and it's great that not only is Trent down there getting his hands dirty as it were but he's also lending his name to that and, and you know him being able to put his, his spin on it and, and you know and being able to talk about it and being in the video will mean that this issue and this this fantastic um, food bank appeal will be able to hopefully garner more food for the people that need it. Yeah, there's a couple of quotes from here. Um, you obviously visited the food bank. He said, it's not a good sign that these types of places are around. It's amazing to see the work that goes on. The selflessness that goes on is unbelievable. As players, we need to enforce that it's such an important part of the community, especially at this time of year, you don't want to see people going hungry. You can all imagine how difficult it would be in crisis like so many people in the city. So it's a, it's about supporting food banks as much as possible and being a local lad that's something that I'm definitely behind it and that ties back into the tweet that Trevor Sinclair sent as well and it's not just it's not just a slant at Liverpool but it's a slant at poverty at any level and again it's like you know, any time of year is not acceptable but again at this time of year you know when people is about well, obviously the time for giving them people are in need or whatever else it just makes it makes the tweet look even worse, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it really does, and and you know, and just be thankful that we've got lads like Trent Alexander Arnold in our football team and stuff. I've been down to St Andrews Community Centre. It, it, it really is not a nice place to no. go down and see when you when you can see it with your own two eyes and see how much food and and how 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 it doesn't last for very long. It just gives you an idea of the scale. I mean, they've got 13, haven't they, uh, operations coming out of there where they're delivering this food to people and they're trying different initiatives and stuff. And if you can help, there's loads of ways that you can help. The video is on is on Liverpool's YouTube channel there, but you can text in your support for yeah. them as well. You can text in and donate a fiver or £10 or £20, whatever it is that you can afford. So you don't just have to be here physically to be able to, to help them out. You, you watch that video and at the end it tells you if you want to just donate a fiver or something if you can spare a fiver for it then please do because it's such an important thing and, and you know in this time uh, you know in 2019 in this country nobody should be 
put in the position where they have to, unfortunately, go to food banks. No, you could not. Uh, Sorry, can we have some comments, please? Uh, yeah, just a couple, a couple on that thing. Dan demands says, decency, decorum, and common sense to become the exception rather than the rule. It's just as true in the US as it is in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? Like I think you said, coming back to social media, where it's kind of... It's just made worse, isn't it? What people think what's right and what's wrong. And, and a lot of the things that, like... I doubt Trevor Sinclair will come to Liverpool and say that. But because he's on Twitter and he, he thinks he's all right to say it, it's just, it's just shocking, isn't it? Yeah, honestly, it, it beggars belief, to be yeah. honest with you, Ross. Yeah. It, it, it riles me so much because these are just stereotypes that have been built up from Thatcher's government in the 80s and all that type of stuff. And people say, you know, it's the whinging scousers and the moaning scousers and all that. Like, but it, we're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, you shouldn't be doing stuff like this. No. And certainly, if you if you're in a position where you, you do have influence, however little that is nowadays, you certainly shouldn't be doing it. No. Next one. Uh, we've got a super chat from Rabadam. Thanks, thanks, very much. thanks mate. I'm a modest man. If we get cool Bali and Bappe cancer, <laughs> I'll be reasonably happy. Wouldn't we all? Reasonably happy. <laughs> And then we've got quite a stu- quite a lot talking about the game tonight. Uh, Ghost says Hendo, Genie, and Oxmilner and Henderson won't work against Everton's midfield. Dan the man says let Mo play his way out of it. Unless they're still draining his ankle, gotta tear him loose with Bobby and Mane, get a lead, and then sub him off later. Yeah, agreed. I'll, I'll do that. Go and get go and get his confidence back up as you mentioned before. Get a goal in him, which I think he's capable of. I think I said this this morning. I was like I was so confident about this game, but then like you think. But it's the derby, and like to me, this is like we. If it was anyone else, that was in seventeenth place in the form that they're in, with the manager that they've got, I'd be thinking, right, this is a three-four nil, as a, as the, the comment says, get some goals in the players and then get them off and get them rested for, for Bournemouth. But it's a, it's a cliche for a reason. Like form goes out the window in, in these games, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a mad one, isn't it? Because I mean, they're gonna want it so much more. And, you know, not only have they not won at Anfield since 1999, they've beaten us once in this decade, uh, which was in 2010. I think it was October 2010. And I think we want to go through a decade with them only having one victory against us. We obviously want to extend that to 20 years or more than 20 years for them beating us at Anfield. You know, I want adults to have never seen their team win at Anfield. Uh, I really, really do. Uh, And that's the case right now. And I want it to extend that. I want want 21-year-olds to have never seen it. And then I want... 30-year-olds and 40-year-olds. I want them to never win at this at our football ground again. But, you know, we're unbeaten this season. They want to dent our title challenge. They want to be the first team to beat us in the country as well. You know, there's loads riding on on it for them. And they they could be in the bottom three by the end of these Christmas games and stuff. So these could are be massive tonight. games. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it Southampton Norwich the other game? Is Southampton beat Norwich? Southampton play Norwich at home, yeah. So if, they, if Southampton beat Norwich at St Mary's and we beat Everton, then Everton are in the relegation zone, right? I mean, listen, I'd love that to happen. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I'd, I'd give all my Christmas presents to the, to someone if they, if you could guarantee that that would happen, apart from my hold steady tickets for March because I'm obviously going to see them again. Nice. Right, one more before uh, we go, side. An interesting one, Paul Young says, Harvey Elliott should be the first sub for tonight's game. Give him a test in a big game. None of the other attacking subs are in good form at the minute. I, I, I like that shout, but again, it always comes back to... It's all the games are just massive at the minute. It was, again, if we're three, four nil up, and you want to bring him on, like, there's nothing to lose at that point. But I think he, what you're sacrificing there with you know, you know, with Divock Origi's record against Everton alone is, is pretty decent. He's going to put him behind Harvey Elliott, going to put his nose out for that. I, don't, I think it's it's admirable, but I think it's too much of a risk at this stage. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I think it's you know, yeah. I think it's balls out. I think it's a good it's a good shout because. 
we need someone in form. Mm. Um, and maybe this is just the type of game where Divock just, you know, it's a big game. Or maybe Divock, somebody Divock, go for Divock, 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 uh, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I actually think Curtis Jones is more first team ready. Yeah. I don't think he's got the skill set of a Harvey Elliott, but I think he understands. And maybe he hasn't got the ceiling of a Harvey Elliott, but I think he understands the system a lot more. Like, yeah, interestingly, I spoke to Jack before. I don't think Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott, or Brewster played in midweek for the youth because I think they were in a cup and they were already through, so they all got rested. So maybe we might see one of those two tonight. Uh, we will leave it there. We'll be back tomorrow with all our post match content and more news. Uh, if you want your build up, you're looking for something to do before the game, some time to kill. Go over to the website, all the stuff's for free. Match build up, starting on prediction, build up to have TV, some written content, podcasts, all free. Go and check out the website. And on there is also the shop for the Christmas jumpers. Uh, the dates are on the screen now, but they're also on the pinned tweet on redmeetv.com Twitter. Uh, and we'll see you very soon. Ta ra. <laughs>